We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2020 Fantasy Football Week 6 Updated Rankings Injury Report and DraftKings Ownership. If you want to skip to something in particular, you hit the time codes for the video. Also for the video, smash the like button and this is the question and answer video where if you leave your question in the comment section, I will answer it on Saturday evening once I get the full scope of all of the injuries. And if you're looking for rankings just at any position, hit the description of this video or podcast, and you can find the handy link to the players with numbers next to their name with ones ranked over the other. The ones that are higher in the rankings, I like more than the ones that are lower in the rankings. I know it's a pretty complicated thing to figure out, but... Here we are. I'm sorry I have to explain that. Also, Sunday morning live, 10 a.m. with Brad Evans. We do a half-hour show updating you on everything as of that moment. Then we do a half an hour of a live question and answer period. The question and answer period for this show, much better, because if you leave in your question before, let's say, like 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, I will answer. I will answer all the questions that are in there. Because so many people ask questions on Sunday morning, we may not get to them. We answered 600 last week. We left like 400 on the table because we actually just ran out of time. So it's the best way to get at me if you want your question answered this week. Also, I released a show on Friday afternoon. It's an audio book. Uh, Kevin Adams does one of the best articles 
for fantasy football at FTNDaily.com. The full article, the matchups preview, it's like 15,000 words and it's behind the paywall. However, he has released Tampa Bay and Green Bay as his free preview this week. You can go check that out. That's in the description of this video and podcast as well. And I do an audio read of it in case you hate reading or like me, cannot read. And listen, I just prefer to listen to things in podcast form. So that's up on the YouTube channel and the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast feed. Also over at ftndaily.com, if you hit the description, we have a bunch of free tools. No signups, no nothing. Uh, you just click the links to the air yards and everything that's up there right now. We have the opportunity percentage. We have the red zone numbers. It's all free tools to use. ftndaily.com is the one-stop place if you're doing research for football this year period. You don't need to have like 50 fucking tabs open at the top of your screen. Just go to ftndaily.com, all the free tools. There's also premium tools. And like I said, the premium columns, the optimizer, the projections, the wide receiver and cornerback matchups that's behind the paywall. You want to get yourself a discount? Well, there's already one baked in. It's 25% off. You want to get more of a discount? Use code Mayo for even more off at the NFL season. All right, let's jump into this. Le'Veon Bell has been cut by the New York Jets. You probably know that. You probably also know he's been signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. He will not play this week because of COVID protocols. You have to test negative for five consecutive days before you can get on the practice field. That will make him eligible next Wednesday. So maybe he ends up playing in week seven for the Chiefs. Moving forward, what does this do to the Chiefs backfield and Chiefs offense? Well, I would expect that Le'Veon Bell is going to take some of the workload. Let's pencil him in for, let's say... 20 to 30% of snap shares in the backfield to begin with. That leaves Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with somewhere between 65 and 75% of the snap shares to go around. This is actually a really interesting opportunity, depending on your risk tolerance, to go trade for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right now. I only say this because you're going to get him at a supremely discounted cost. Is it going to work out? Could Bell pass him? Yes, to both of those questions. It could really work out, and it could completely fuck up your team. But this is an opportunity to buy really low on someone who was drafted in the first round in the most prolific offense in the NFL, and you get him for probably 60-50% of what you would have got him for a week ago because people are so terrified of this situation. I know there's been a lot of buzz about anyone who leaves the Adam Gay system all of a sudden becomes absolutely excellent how they used to be once again. And I'm kind of a believer in that. But at the same time, the Chiefs did spend first round draft capital on a running back, a guy who's going to be there to mesh with Mahomes for years on that rookie contract. Why send him to the bench now? So even if you get, let's say, 85% of what you thought you were going to get from Clyde Edwards Slayer, and I would say that he had not reached his optimal production based on the fact that he couldn't score any fucking touchdowns, that unless Bell usurps him at the goal line, I still think he's going to be fine. I wouldn't pencil him as like a top 10 running back today, but a low-end running back one, high-end running back two, with the potential to still do more than that. So just go fish around the Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner in your league and see what he wants for him because panic selling is a real thing. Even if you have to give up something of like legit value, uh, let's say like Robert Woods for Clyde Edwards Lair. I like Robert Woods. Robert Woods is really good. DJ Moore, another one really good player uh, and someone that would start for your fantasy team. But if all of a sudden you can get Clyde Edwards Hilaire for those guys and he ends up being like running back eight the rest of the season, even at, in a discounted role, I think that's a splash that you want to try to take. You're trying to play for the highest amount of upside on your team. And a player like Clyde Edwards Hilaire can still unlock that for you, even if it does come with substantial risk. Like I said, it could absolutely blow up in your face, but who cares? It's fantasy football. These are the risks that you need to take if you want to try to win. So I like like the buy low opportunity if 
the owner in your league is real shook. You're not paying top dollar for the guy. That's just not going to happen. So, you know, just put it as not like a scumbag offer, but something slightly above a scumbag offer, and you're going to be fine. Injury report for week six. From the early games, we have Deshaun Jackson out, Alshon Jeffrey out, Dallas Goddard out. So we're back with Fulgham Prison and Greg Ward once again being the Eagles' top two receivers along with Zach Ertz. Expect the opposing defense to continue to double-team Zach Ertz and render him completely inert. Plus, not a great matchup against Baltimore anyway. So it's just basically with the Eagles' offense, uh, Miles Sanders, maybe Zach Ertz, Maybe if you picked up Fulgham this week that you want to go out and play him. I've updated my rankings in the wide receiver section. I've bumped him up into inside the top 35 for the week. Not the biggest believer in the world, but at the same time, you can't argue with that market share in terms of targets, that opportunity, and the fact that you know all of the other receivers are completely banged up. So in an interesting situation, Christian McCaffrey is out again this week, and it looks like he may be held out until week Eight. Uh, Curtis Samuel's also a game time decision with a knee injury. This just spells fantastic news for Mike Davis this week and probably next week because the only guy as of now after Reggie Bonifon went on injured reserve to actually take carries away from him was Curtis Samuel in the backfield. And when you look at this matchup against Chicago, you think in your mind on paper, it's a horrible matchup. However, when you look at Chicago's defense, who just got run all over by Ronald Jones on Thursday night, by the way, they're really good on the outsides against receivers. That means you can they're susceptible to the running game, plus they're susceptible to short throws over the middle and out of the backfield. And that's Mike Davis on pace for 156 receptions if you prorated his stats this year. Uh, on DraftKings, he's a super interesting play. I haven't ranked inside my top five overall in terms of just objective no salary rankings. But on DraftKings, where he's right next to Derrick Henry and Alexander Madison, two guys who project to be very highly owned, he might just fall through the cracks. And realistically, he's been like 80, 85% of the numbers that Christian McCaffrey puts up. And when you look at the salary, he's $7,000. Christian McCaffrey, normally $10,000. So still, you're getting a discount on his overall value in terms of pricing. Plus, far fewer people are going to use him as opposed to those other guys. He might come in one-third the ownership. So I really like that play on DraftKings this week. I don't need to tell you to start Mike Davis. If you have Mike Davis, you've been starting him and you've been reaping the rewards. But DraftKings-wise, I do actually like him as a play in tournaments over those other guys. A.J. Brown has been removed from the injury report for the Titans against the Texans this week. Adam Humphreys removed from the COVID list, so expect him to be back. However, it looks like Corey Davis will still remain on the COVID list and is likely to miss this Sunday's game. Jordan Aikens on the other side of the ball, still dealing with that high ankle sprain and concussion. He's been limited in practice, will be a game-time decision. This is an early game, so you're going to know. I only say this because if you need to pick up and plug in Darren Fells into your lineup and pray for a touchdown, just like last week, that does become an option for you at tight end if you have no one to play. The Denver-New England game, um, there was one more positive test. Uh, the center for the Patriots ended up testing positive on Friday, but the game is not postponed as of right now. Just keep an eye on it in case someone tests positive on Saturday or Sunday morning, and then everything's going to have to change. Hence the Sunday live show at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network if you're watching this video, by the way. Really help out really helps out the show, helps out the channel, and it means we can bring you more and more content over and over. Cam Newton's expected back under center as of right now for the Patriots, so that's fantastic news. Sony Michelle on injured reserve, so expect another high dosage of Damian Harris in the backfield. Denver side, a bit murkier. Drew Locke probably going to play. 
for the first time in a few weeks. Noah Fant is a legit game-time decision. Again, this is early, so you're going to know that one. Melvin Gordon got busted for a DUI this week. Then he got sent home from Friday practice due to a non-COVID illness. I don't know what his status is. I just assumed he was going to be out with this DUI, but it turns out that it looks like they wanted him to play. I don't know if he's going to play or not. If he doesn't play, Philip Lindsay's like an okay play. He'd be like a top 25 option at running back for me. He's 4,300 on DraftKings. Royce Freeman would then also enter the rankings rather lowly. I just don't know how that split would end up working. Would it be a lot like last year when those were the only two guys in town? I would think that Philip Lindsay being the superior pass catcher, although Routes run did not necessarily play out that way in 2019 with Freeman and Lindsay in the backfield that you'd think against New England as gigantic underdogs in this game that you'd see a lot of Philip Lindsay and maybe be able to pile up a lot of receptions in that game. KG Hamler is out with a hamstring injury. And like I mentioned, Philip Lindsay should be back for the first time since week one. Atlanta and Minnesota was another game that we didn't know what was going to happen with it, with the four positive tests on Atlanta earlier in the week. But as of right now, that game is still scheduled to go on Sunday. It's my favorite game of the main slate to stack on DraftKings. And it looks like we're getting almost everyone back. The best part of this game is the two best wide receiver matchups versus corners happen in this game. AJ Terrell is going to be on Adam Thielen. Mike Hughes is going to be on Calvin Ridley and or Julio Jones. Fantastic news. They're the two like worst corners in the league. If you go to ftndaily.com, promo code mail for that discount, you can find Jeff Radcliffe's cornerback and wide receiver matchups. And you'll find that Ridley and Thielen are the two highest ranked matchups of the week on not even on the main slate, of the entire week. So uh, you're probably going to want to jam those guys into your DraftKings lineup. Julio Jones has been removed from the injury report, so he's a full go. That's fantastic. And Delvin Cook is out. Alexander Madison, I have ranked as my number three overall running back this week. Uh, expect Mike Boone to chip in a little bit, but as we saw against Seattle last week, after Delvin Cook went out, I believe it was a 27-2 to 2 snap share discrepancy between Alexander Madison and Mike Boone. I would expect that gap to close a little bit, you can probably pencil in Madison for you know an over 70% running back snap share, which would make him top 10. And frankly, it's going to be higher than that if I had to guess. Deontay Johnson, his back injury, which he hurt on a punt return last week, is out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju was a full participant in practice Friday. He's going to play. Eric Ebron and his hand was also a full participant. He is going to play. Initially, I had Johnson above Claypool in my week six rankings. You can find those in the description up on dkplaybook.com. They're up updated right now. They'll get updated again on Saturday and again on Sunday morning. If you need to check back for any breaking news, that's where you can find it. Along with my Twitter feed at the PME, I'll tweet out you know my thoughts on things when it comes down to it. But I've moved Claypool up inside the top 30 this week at receiver. I still do have Juju ranked one spot above him uh, in the pecking order for the Steelers. We'll see if that blows up in my face or not. But Juju, I believe I have at number 29 in the rankings. I, I don't trust him. Put it that way. The consistency issue with Juju right now, it's either going to be a big game or absolutely fucking nothing, which is not great uh, when you're starting these guys. Odell Beckham had been sent home on the other side of the ball with an illness, non-COVID. As long as he tests negative once again on Saturday, he should be full go uh, Sunday against the Steelers. Jervis Landry popped up. Uh, he already had the hip issue that he came into the year with, but halfway through the week popped up with a rib injury on the injury report. It does look like he's going to play, but may not be 100%. Ditto with Baker Mayfield. They say he looks good at practice, but he has both the ribs and shoulder issue potential ac joint issue on his throwing arm that he suffered last week towards the end of the game for against the indianapolis colts so just be very cognizant about this browns offense this week also kareem hunt dealing with that groin injury expected to play as well 
for Indy, Mo Ali Cox out. That really elevates Trey Burton. He's already seeing the most volume in terms of targets and routes run on the Colts. Now with Cox out of the equation, it'll just be Burton and Jack Doyle in this circumstance. So Burton becomes an interesting plug and play, an interesting DraftKings play. I don't love him because... If the Colts do get up by a bunch in this game, they're just going to turn around and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. They will just stop throwing. That's been their MO all season long. They're very content with kicking field goals. Jordan Wilkins was a DNP on Friday, so he may or may not play. That even boosts up Jonathan Taylor even more. $6,400 on DraftKings and not the chalkiest guy in the slate. A very good situation against Cincinnati, who sucks on run defense, giving up the most yards after contact of any defense in football to date. AJ Green thought he'd be out for multiple weeks. Turns out he's not. He's going to play on Sunday. Uh, Auden Tate, doubtful in the Bengals receiving game. Good news, you didn't want to play either of them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Washington at the Giants. Darius Slayton's dealing with a foot injury. He's a game-time decision. Joe Judge said that he's going to try to get him out there, and he does expect him to play, but that is something to watch. Sterling Shepard out for this week, but could return next week against the Eagles. At least that is the expectation in that regard. Antonio Gibson still dealing with a toe injury. He should play. Kyle Allen will start for the Washington footballs this week. Detroit and Jacksonville, Adrian Peterson has returned from his illness. He will join that three-headed monster in the backfield. I still prefer DeAndre Swift as the best option of the Lions running backs, but realistically, is there a best option of the Lions running backs? Probably not. I haven't ranked as wide running back number three flex play only, maybe with some upside, if he can continue to get involved in the receiving game this week. Now, the Jacksonville side, bit trickier. DJ Chark, Barely practiced all week. He's a game-time decision as of this recording. Maybe he'll be ruled out or in after you watch this. Just pay attention to the internet. They'll tell you. But here's the fun part about DJ Chark. He has a baby Chark on the way. So he's got baby swag for the week. Do not underrate the impact of baby swag when it pertains to any athlete. If he gets on the field, probably scores three touchdowns. It's just my opinion. Uh, Chenault is dealing with a hamstring injury. He should be good to play. This was the same process as last week. He ended up with seven catches on eight targets. Tyler Eifert is dealing with a neck injury sustained last week. No word yet on if he's going to play. It seems like he's trending towards not playing. That means you can, well, you don't want to fire up the Irish assassin James O'Shaughnessy, but he's going to be out there. He'll probably catch like four balls. And you know that Jacksonville loves throwing to James O'Shaughnessy for no reason, especially when you've started everyone else in the end zone. So maybe if you need the cheapest of all cheap DraftKings tight ends, then James O'Shaughnessy, if Eifert sits, could be the guy for you. Jets Miami, this is in the later set of games now. Darnold has been upgraded from out to doubtful. He's probably not going to play. Joe Flacco is probably going to play. Chris Hogan has been placed on injured reserve. Brashad Perriman is expected to play as of this moment, but that still means on the outside, you're going to get some more Jeff Smith action once again, if you really want to go down that awful, awful road. 11 targets last week, three catches. Not great, Jeff. Thanks for nothing, pal. Uh, Denzel Mims expected back next week. Green Bay and Tampa Bay, as I mentioned before, I did a full player-by-player pace and play-calling breakdown. Uh, I mean, I did the audiobook for Kevin Adams' write-up. That's up on the YouTube channel and the podcast feed right now. Uh, Devontae Adams will be back in this game. Alan Lazard will be out. Tyler Irvin will be out with a wrist injury. That's a new one. And let's see. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin will be back for this game. Godwin practiced in full. Evans was limited, but both are expected to play. Same as Scott. Miller with his hip and groin issues. He should play. Justin Watson could also play. They might be back at full strength. 
in the receiving game. LaShawn McCoy is likely to play in this game as well, along with Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones as the starter. The only one who seems to be really up in the air is Leonard Fournette, practicing on a limited basis. We all saw last Thursday that he was active, but, you know, he wasn't really active. He was just standing there. We'll see if he ends up going. Either way, Ronald Jones is the one that you want to play out of this backfield. DraftKings-wise, it becomes a bit of a bad play because the price is a bit elevated for Ronald Jones and they might have three other running backs active. The past few weeks with Fournette out or Fournette going down or Shady out, you can just kind of cross guys off the list, really concentrating his market share. Now that expands once again if everyone is active. And again, this is a late game, so we're probably not going to know. Sunday nighter, Jimmy G is expected to start for the San Francisco 49ers. Monday night, Arizona and Dallas. Obviously, Dak Prescott out for the season. Andy Dalton is starting for them. Kansas City and Buffalo, John Brown and Zach Moss both practiced on in full on Friday. Both are expected to play after missing the Tuesday night game against the Titans. And on the other side, Sammy Watkins is out for the Kansas City Chiefs with a hamstring problem. We will not have Le'Veon Bell active for this game. DraftKings ownership for week six at each position. I've kind of ran through the top end of the running backs, but right now in terms of projected ownership, we're seeing a high concentration on Alexander Madison and Derrick Henry from the top end. And from that mid-tier, everyone is using either Miles Gaskin or David Montgomery this week. That does leave a lot of opportunity to squeeze in some other players a la Jonathan Taylor, Mike Davis, that entire 6K range where it's not going to be over-owned because everyone's paying up to the top for Madison and Henry. It's not to say that there'll be 2% owned. They'll probably be like 8 or 9 or 10% owned, but that's still going to be over half of what the other guys are. And a lot of those running backs are in really good situations at this week. At wide receiver, A.J. Brown projects to be the highest right now by my calculations, along with Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, and Devontae Adams, if you're looking for DraftKings ownership, so makes for a lot of potential pivots in that range as well. Quarterback Stafford, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Watson, and Ryan Tannehill expect to be to the highest four, with Stafford being the only one really crossing over into double digits, so do what you want. Game stack whatever one you want on DraftKings at quarterback, pick your poison. I like Kirk Cousins a lot and bringing it back with Ridley or Julio or both. Uh, it gets very expensive very quickly, but at least Kirk Cousins is a little bit cheaper. Justin Jefferson, a little bit cheaper than you play Adam Thielen along. I think that's my favorite stack of the week. If you can figure out a way to squeeze in the rest of the positions. Tight end, John U. Smith is the only one projected for over 10% right now. The next up would be Eric Ebron and Mark Andrews at the position. And the only high owned defense I can find is the Dolphins against the Jets. Don't hate it. Obviously, they're big favorites, but I think you can find stuff in different directions if you wanted to go down that route. I like the footballs at $3,300. I think that's a fine play. Even the Vikings against Atlanta, if that's the pivot that you want to do to be a bit contrarian in that game stack, just because the Falcons are going to score points doesn't mean Minnesota's defense isn't also going to score points. In a shootout game, sometimes the defense does the scoring, and that's a nice way to really get away from some chalkier players, with Thielen and Madison projected to be two of the highest-owned players. If all of a sudden the defense scores that just takes them off the field and really hurts their game script as a potential like galaxy brain way to play this one uh new england's defense is also projected to be pretty highly owned as well i like the steelers defense from the top end instead of the patriots but that's me all right that will do it on the pat mayo experience remember to smash the like button in the comment section leave your start sit questions for this week your DraftKings questions betting questions whatever it might be i will get to them on saturday evening and go check out that 
Green Bay at Tampa Bay audiobook show I put up. Let me know what you think of that one. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoy the column that Kevin writes up on FTNDaily.com that will be available on Saturday morning behind the paywall, 25% off just as a whole right now. Plus, you get that extra discount by using the code MAYO plus access to all of the premium tools. I put all the free tools in the description of this video and podcast if you just want to go check those out and fuck around with them. They're a lot of fun, and they provide a very efficient way to do your research for the week. But anyway, that will do it for me. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck in week six. I'll see you next time.